And it's Sunday, January the 31st, live from Chicago, Illinois. This is Transmit Show number 23 with Gummo Ice and Jay tonight. Let's get it off the ground. Welcome. You've made it to show number 23. I am your host, Gummo. Uh, and on uh, remote tonight, we have uh, our two uh, remote guests. We have uh, Jay out there and we have Ice out there. Guys, can you hear me quite well? You bet. How's it going? It's going great. Going great. Ice, you out there, man? Did we listen? Yes. Uh, no, I'm here. I'm here, Bubba. What's going on, man? Hey. Uh, hey, uh, it's uh, staying busy, man, and, and enjoying life every day. I um, wanted to welcome you guys back to the show. It was uh, kind of a slowed down tempo last week. And, um, uh, hopefully you did not listen to the show, but if you did, I uh, just kind of sat here and rambled incoherently for about, uh, oh, I don't know, an hour. And uh, we're just, uh, you know, just kind of slowed the tempo down while I did a little uh, soul searching uh, for the show and tried to... Um, you know, I was thinking about some improvements and some clicks here and there, and uh, we uh, were able to take care of uh, noticeably some of the audio uh, issues with the uh, the show. So hopefully we will sound better to uh, our listeners out there. And again, to our listeners, thank you for your input, your feedback. It really matters. And uh, with that input and feedback, uh, we are definitely listening to you, and we are making those changes like now. So like you want to, you want to hear about some cool hacker stuff. You want to hear about some cool stuff. Well, here it comes. It's coming your way. And with that said, uh, before we get off into all of that, uh, coolness guys, uh, welcome. Uh, it's been a while since you guys have been on the show. 
uh you know t- what have you guys been up to i mean you know uh how's the weather what's what's going on your ways well this is jay i'm over in denver and it's been lovely sunny 60 degrees some storms supposedly coming in the x games were here i think it was a whiteout so that's kind of exciting oh. and fun and of course if you're into the nfl the broncos are going to the super bowl so that's a lot of energy in denver wow i can only imagine i remember when peyton manning was in indianapolis and i was down there so uh peyton lights it up doesn't he i mean he just kind of just twists the whole uh script on everything and brings the city back to life man and it's it's good to hear about those broncos coming around man i'm, I'm really uh i'm really rooting for the broncos you know saying so, all and right the patriots thank god the patriots got put down man i mean uh i don't know Agreed. I don't know. Uh, you know, there's, there's I don't Broncos, know. I used to be a Patriots fan. I don't know. I think we lost ice. <laughs> yep. No, there he is. I'm here. Uh, absolutely not. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see a couple different teams in the uh, Super Bowl. Um, you know, Carolina's tough. They get uh, a lot of young guys on the team there. I you know, I'm going for the old school. I'm I'm rooting for Denver. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is Peyton's last game, um, but I'd like to see him pull it out. Uh, I think it'd be kind of cool uh, for Denver. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Denver for sure. Yeah, it'd be go Denver, man. I mean, come on. But I don't know. You know, I'm no football critic or anything like that, and I don't want to get off on a on a tear on football, but. Uh, I don't know, man. Carolina is just ridiculously good this year, and I don't know. I, I hope I hope the uh, the Broncos can you know lay them down at the at the big game. That would be really good to uh, see. But uh, nevertheless, go Broncos! God, there you go. Yeah, nice. yeah, and it, it's uh it's it's been kind of it's been kind of a uh, uh, I don't know. I I want to say. Uh, strange kind of weather week here in chicago as well you know uh everything's kind of just chugging along here uh as usual in chicago it's chilly during this time of the year and we're uh you know everybody just puts their head down and then they they uh they they go for it so that's one of the uh interesting things about chicago in the winter time here one of the interesting things uh, that I did notice about living here in Chicago is the method of transportation and the way that you get around Chicago is kind of, uh, you know, it's it, the way to get around Chicago is basically uh, public transportation. And, you know, you have you have different methods uh, and uh, sections that get around. Uh, you have the L train, you have the um, the uh, let's see, you have the L train, you have the CTA. Uh, you have, you know, of course you have your taxis and your Ubers and all of that stuff. And then you have the Metra. And now, so the Metra is sort of like, um, it's, uh, it, it's a train service, uh, true to life, uh, train service. And so recently, uh, Metra launched, uh, just this January, uh, an app for your mobile device, uh, allowing you to purchase tickets, uh, and, uh, w- with your mobile device. And of course, uh, you you present those digital tickets uh, at the when the conductor comes around. So here here's what I found, guys, uh, with this new Metro Mobile app. Uh, it's it's almost ridiculously easy to compromise. Now the app itself, no, I, I'm not saying uh, the app itself uh, can be compromised, but the the method to that the way uh, that the conductors go around checking your ticket. Your digital ticket is almost uh, is is almost laughably uh, you know easy to defeat. And what I mean by that is, you buy your tickets uh, using the Ventra Mobile uh, app, and you pay. You, you go to the Metro section, and it says buy a Metro ticket, and then you're able to buy a digital Metro ticket. Uh, and then uh, it gives you, uh, it, it's basically, it, it's it, it's like uh, the paper ticket only in digital form and it has a little animation going by. 
the what and when the the conductor comes around there's no interaction other than the conductor says hey you know you hold your phone up to the conductor or you know you hold it so where the conductor can see your phone or mobile device and uh they they say tap your screen and then when you tap your screen the screen turns yellow and that's it that's the security feature behind that app and so I'm sitting here going, you know, wow, uh, what's preventing me from uh, creating my own little uh, app and uh, putting a little animation behind it? And when a conductor comes along, all I do is tap my screen and it does the same thing as the paid version. There is nothing preventing that. And so there is a huge security hole in that. And if you are a mobile developer or any, even if you know HTML5, you know, you, you can kind of surmise the rest. The uh, app is easily defeatable, and, and the, the, the conductors aren't using any sort of uh, verification mechanisms, so, or they're not scanning the, the screen or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it, it, it was uh, quite, uh, it's convenient for me, of course, I do, uh, and will continue to pay for my Metro tickets uh, digitally, but it's uh, super, super easy to defeat the uh, Metro's uh, digital e-tickets at this point. So I don't know if anybody from the Metro IT department's listening in on that, but uh, it's certainly something that uh, it, there, there are some, uh, that's a hole, that's a hack. <laughs> We're getting right off the ground tonight with a hack, kids. And uh, that's, that's, that's how you would defeat that. And so um, hopefully... Um, there'll be some sort of verification mechanism in that. Otherwise, uh, I could see Metro losing some uh, major money in the future when it comes to that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I you know, found that in, in about 10 seconds of using the uh, Metro uh, digital app. Um, I don't know. Hey, Gary. Yo, hey, what's going on? Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, the primary benefit of that app to me is that it's hard to lose my phone versus losing my Metro ticket. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it, it's it's almost laughably easy uh, to defeat the uh, digital ticket, you know. And um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I could see people getting wise to this uh, very soon. And, <laughs> you know, I could see a lot of developers, you know, especially uh, developers that may be challenged financially to... Uh, Say, well, eh, I don't have money this week, but and I'll just make my own little app. So it's there's certainly a, a security hole there, man. And, oh, uh, I don't know. Have, have you used the uh, digital ticket yet, or no? The venture, yeah, I've used the app. I've used the app, and same thing. You know, you tap the screen, it flashes color. Um, it's my first month using it though, so I'll be picking up my February one. Well, probably tonight or tomorrow morning on the way to the train. So my, I'm right. curious to see. If, uh, like, when you tap it, does it do a different color now, you know? Yeah, yeah, a different color for the month. And same here, I buy the 10 rides, and uh, each day, you know, it, so far, I believe they released it at the beginning of the month. So, so far, it seems to be, um, you know, the blue color, and it's 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 laughably easy to uh, defeat. And so, I don't know if this month, yeah. just you know, they change colors every month, but uh, we'll see how that runs. All you'd really need is to record it and then make a GIF of the thing, you know. Yeah, and exactly. And then have an orange version or a yellow version, then have an app that when you tap the screen, it flips to the other GIF. I mean, that's no mm -hmm. big So. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's what they're using for security. And now that that doesn't go without saying that their paper tickets were any more secure. I mean, I, I used to look at those things. And again, you know, I'm an honest cat when it comes to Metro because there's a lot of people that are involved with that uh, and that, you know, certainly uh, deserve, uh, you know, being paid for uh, a great service uh, for uh, Chicago. But, uh, dude, the, the, the paper tickets were laughably easy to defeat. And, uh, well, you, you know, that, yeah, laser printer and you're good to go. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't know. It's it's uh they they really need to get some sort of uh you know, dude, I thought when I thought by now, you know, that the the conductors would have some sort of uh you know, like scanning device or something to even scan the paper tickets, but that's not the case. You know, the app, the the Venture app, it has a thing where you can tap a different area and it'll throw up one of those um QR codes, you know, the the 3D barcode type thing. But I've never had a Metro guy ask me for that. 
You know? Yeah. And I even I even like showed one you know one time, you know, tap it, pulled up the QR code. He's no no no, just tap it so I can see the color change. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my reaction too. I'm like, oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, they don't carry a scanner or anything like that. They don't check your code. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 so laughably easy to defeat. It's not even funny. Uh, and I, I was, I'm still intrigued by that whole uh, deal. But again, you know the the. Um, the, the Metro service here in Chicago is a wonderful service. I know a lot of people complain about it. And uh, for, I mean, from my experience, and, you know, I've been in Chicago, you know, close close to a decade now. You know, I I think it's a wonderful service and and, and uh, it's worth every cent. Uh, it really is. It's it's truly, uh, I mean, what, I mean, how... How many other people can brag about, you know, uh, sitting back, listening to their iPods or their their, their iPhones uh, or watching a movie on the way to work? Uh, no, not too many people in uh, in the U.S. can brag about that. And so, you know, for seven seven fifty for me at least, uh, it's it's certainly worth it. So I'm a fan it's of the metro. Actually, I ride it all the time. Yeah. And it, you know, I it's nice to be able to zone out. I'm on the train. I do my work or you know whatever I'm into. I don't have to deal with road rage and everything. So that's nice yeah, from my yeah. perspective. The only thing I wish they, they tell you, you know, if you go past your zone, that they'll say something. I kind of wish that was true, because I've had a Friday night, you know, coming back on the train, falling asleep on the train, and waking up where you know Jesus left his sandals and being like, you know, <laughs> hey, you should have thrown me out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes, and Illinois. So. Yeah, and it, I, you know, you, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that actually say, hey, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm going an extra stop. You know, like if I'm riding another line, you know, I, I'll tell the conductor, I'm like, hey, you know, normally I ride this line. Here's my ticket, and you know, how much money do I owe extra? Because, dude, certainly worth it. I mean, it's a great service, and I, and I certainly recommend it for people who uh, are. You know, either considering visiting Chicago, even if you're visiting Chicago, you should check out the Metra, and it's really a great way to see the city in all its true glory. You know, from the the central portion to the suburbs uh, portion of the city, and it's it's really a great service. And check it out, Metra. Uh, and I promise to keep uh, the cursing uh, down to a zero minimum, and I'm, uh, that's a promise I'm going to keep. And again, thank you for the feedback from our listeners. That really matters. And so with that said, I'm, we're going to keep the technical uh, fun going. Uh, and the technical fun meaning that, uh, you know, you wanted to hear about some cool hacker stuff, and uh, we're, we're going to bring it to you, and that we're definitely going to bring it to you. Uh, but before, you know, before, I was going to say, but before I get into it, like I haven't been already, one of the things that uh, I, I I've actually been neglecting, I guess, with myself uh, lately is some of the uh, things that keep you current in your day to day life and activities. Uh, when it comes to um, you know either being a hacker, a pen tester, security researcher, or all of the above, or maybe even you know you're just living the life of a lowly webmaster uh with that said there are cool manuals out there to keep you uh up to date and checked when you need to uh reference something really quickly and uh last week uh a, a great colleague of mine uh i think I, I, th- I think i've heard of him here or there but uh he loaned me a a great little manual uh and it was uh it's called the um the red team field manual and you know i just you know it was just like one of those you know face plant palm moments where you're like ah you know like wow you know like <laughs> you know, i should have been using this all along you know instead of printing out commands here or there but uh, the red team film and the red team field manual what is it uh it's a no fluff uh and this is a, a coming from the um one of the websites that sell it it the red team field manual is a no fluff but thorough reference guide for serious red team members who routinely find themselves on a mission without google or the time to scan through a uh, web page uh, the red team field manual uh, contains uh, 
basic syntax for commonly used Linux and Windows command line tools, uh, but it also encapsulates unique uh, use cases for powerful tools such as Python and Windows PowerShell. The RTFM will reported, repeatedly save you time looking uh, looking up hard to remember Windows and Linux commands. Uh, and I certainly found that to be the case uh, re uh, visiting this uh, handy little manual. Uh, and uh, it, it, it was like, wow, you know, again, a little revelation of technology uh, goes a long way. And for $9.99 at Amazon, it's certainly worth it. And, uh, hey, brother, I got my copy today. Uh, it was amazing to see Amazon delivering uh, stuff on a Sunday, but I got my copy today. So uh, thank, thank, thank you again for turning me back into that, uh, that little wonderful area. Hey, that's right. My pleasure. Yeah, you know, it's a, I found myself in a server room with very limited access to anything and thinking, wait a minute, how, I know I can do, <laughs> you know, X. How do you, oh, wait a second, you know, grab the book. Yeah. yeah, and it's obviously yeah. some guy's collection of notes, but they're really good notes. Excellent notes, and uh, a must-have if if you are uh, if 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 that's your game. If you're listening to this show, definitely grab a copy of the Red Team Field Manual. It has great commands in there uh, for Linux and Windows, and uh, it's just great. Like you said, brother, it's uh it, it's a must-have if you're stuck in a server room somewhere and you're uh. You know, you just need a little extra help, and you you really don't feel like uh, tooling around with Google. So check it out. Yeah, or even Reddit. like little things like if you're doing you know IP address and you know the net mask. Like I can't remember how many IPs you get out of you know 24 bit you know subnet or you know net mask versus you know 16. You know, and it's all it, they they have it in a chart. You know, so it's very useful. Right. Yeah. Extremely useful. And, and again, uh, thank you for. Uh, Thank you for sharing that uh, with me. And then, of course, I turned around and shared it with the world and our listeners. And uh, you you will definitely find it uh, quite useful. It's called the Red Team Field Manual. It's nine bucks at Amazon. Check it out. Uh, and you know, really, you, you could probably download it somewhere for free. But uh, really, throw the nine throw the nine dollars to the author and uh, show them that uh, you appreciate uh, their hard work. And uh, check it out. Check it out. I'm going to keep rolling along here. Uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, in the UK, she uh, she came up with a little cool Python script, uh, and uh, you know she th this is a talented young hacker. Uh, she, her name is Jessica Crosby, and uh, she is just an amazing young lady. Uh, with her knowledge in, in the field of computer sciences and uh, the and messing around with uh, hacking uh, code and, and and stuff like that, and so uh, last week Jessica shared on her GitHub page um, a, a little Python script to where you're able to actually take and keep notes in a uh, command shell, which is pretty cool. You know, really simple, but cool. And uh, I wanted to share that because. Uh, you know, it, it, when I, you know when you go to yeah, yeah, and when you you when you go to her uh, when you go to her GitHub page, uh, go you, you go to GitHub and then search for uh, J Hype J H Y P E, uh, and then you'll see her. Um, you'll you'll get a list of uh, the thing the code that she's built and created, and uh, so. Uh, she made it. She made this little uh, Python script uh, called Note Taker, and it's so elegant. And uh, I wanted to give her a special mention because it's it's really fantastic and elegant looking little uh, piece of code that she put together here. And I wanted to share that with everybody. Uh, check it out. It's a command line to do list. And uh, if, if you're if you live in the world of command lines, like a lot of people, including myself, you'll find it a, a cool little uh, cool little piece of software to have. And uh, again, you can go to GitHub and search for jhype, J-H-Y-P-E, and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see a talented, very talented, very talented young lady, and I wish her all the best. Jessica, thank you for sharing that with everybody. It's, re it's really, uh, really good stuff that you're putting out there. Uh, I don't know, uh, brother, are you still uh, living in the world of the command line, or is it just uh, seemingly... <laughs> 
it is my preferred environment, you know. I try to get rid of all... I, I find the rest of the GUI metaphor distracting, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> honestly. Like, on, on a Linux machine, I you know, I like to having a cool background, but I've always got a, you know, terminal open. Um, yeah. And on, on Windows, honestly, I spend a lot of time in the PowerShell command line. You know, it, yeah. it's just... I, I'm, I type well, you know, it's easy to navigate file directories, you know, with, the, you know, typing name with tab completion than it is clicking through stuff. So, yeah, I spent yeah. a significant amount of time in the command line. Yeah, and if that's if that's what you do out there uh, as a, uh, one of our listeners, check check out uh, Jessica's uh, page. She has some uh, very cool stuff on there, and uh, she's also, uh, as I said, she's a very talented young lady, and she uh, has some very elegant code. And um, I don't know. I, I still mess around with uh, the command line here and there, but uh, I won't get too far into that because we have a lot more cool stuff to share with you guys. And one of those cool things is I found uh, it was on sale this past week. <laughs> it's, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to classify this as cool or not, but it's a GSM call box. And according to uh, <laughs> Ice, this may be your cup of tea right here, man. But according to uh, SpyExtreme.com, uh, the GSM call box is a small box uh, able to receive only uh, from a cell phone uh, network and basically uh, you can res this little box uh, is basically a GSM phone but it only receives uh, incoming calls um, and you can basically listen into in uh, the surrounding area so basically this thing is about the size of oh I don't know your thumb or your index finger uh, about the size of a, uh, a modern-day flash drive or something like that. And it has a SIM card in it. And basically, uh, it, it, has a, uh, it, it has a standby. And basically, it just sits there and it waits for you to call into it. And then once you do, you can listen to any... You can listen to the air, you know, where... I believe the radius is uh, 60 to uh, 60 meters, 60 feet or meters... Uh, and it so it's a little spy device you know drop it in someone's office in someone's car and uh, you call it it makes no noises when you call and uh, it, it runs off of uh, what does this thing run off of it runs off of a uh, built-in lithium-ion battery uh, and uh, and it's at spyextreme.com s-p-y x T R E M E dot com and it's called the GSM call box. Looks like a little cool spy device. It's thirty-seven dollars and ninety-nine cents. Uh evil looking, yes. Uh can it do uh evil things? Absolutely. But uh if if you're in the need to monitor someone or some area or just something. I think they'll give you an easy in rather than, uh, you know, having to be within range of the device. You can just f call in and listen around. SpyExtreme.com. SpyExtreme.com. Yes, yes, sir. And it's, it's, uh, it's called Full of, full of Toys. It is. And the GSM call box, it seems to be an affordable method to uh, just literally uh, stalk somebody from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it, it has a USB uh, port on it to where you can charge the built-in lithium-ion batteries. So, if that's your thing, uh, it you know, check it out. It, you could probably uncover some really uh, amazing things with the GSM call box. SpyExtreme.com. Ah, uh, wow, spying. You know, uh, you know, speaking of spies. I believe I read last week that uh, uh, the former uh, KGB FSB spy uh, Litvinenko, uh, I believe it was announced that, yes, uh, Putin was behind uh, his um, ultimate demise. Uh, I don't want to get too far into the Litvinenko thing because anything anything that surrounds Russian politics can be very complicated just to describe. But, uh, it, it, you know, if, if you have time, uh, search the Litvinenko uh, 
debacle and and how he was poisoned and and anyhow i i believe uh, a a british a british inquiry finally uh publicly admitted that uh putin and his uh his gang were behind that and it was uh it was interesting back in the day but uh again check it out search for it uh it's out there somewhere on there on on the uh interwebs that was a suspicion that he, when, it, when he first came down with his illness, um, but there was no, it wasn't actually proven. It couldn't tie it to him. I think there's a Wikipedia right. page. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, th- I think there is a Wikipedia page out there on him, and uh, it, it was, it, you know, when it happened, it was, it was quite interesting. I was, uh, you know, it raised my eyebrow. I'm like, wait a minute, you know, and it, it was just one of those articles that you know you caught in passing, and. Uh, I believe the uh, the name of the article was uh, "Those Bastards Got Me," and uh, I was like, "What is this?" And the guy's laying there with his head, uh, all of his hair had fallen out, and I, I it I just started reading into it and became intrigued. But uh, it was um, finally ruled that uh, yeah, uh, someone at the top in uh, Moscow was behind that, like you know, <laughs> like anyone would be surprised. Well. I mean, it's a pretty rare thing where somebody gets, you know, lethal polonium infection. You know, I mean, that's, that's a pretty rare sort of thing. I think he may be the only confirmed victim of, you know, polonium-induced radiation poisoning. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the type of radiation, yeah, like you said, brother, it was uh, polonium and uh, the... the um, the, 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 it must have been an excruciating way to uh, the, to die, but uh, yeah, it was interesting how the authorities in Great Britain were able to trace the polonium trail back uh, all the way to the top, or s- supposedly to the top. But uh, yeah, it's it, interesting, interesting. Uh, nevertheless, guys, I was. Uh, I was checking out uh, ProXClone.com also last week, and uh, you know, I was I was actually watching a uh, a Kevin Mitnick video uh, in one of his demonstrations either last year or the year before, uh, where Kevin Mitnick was on stage and he was doing uh, some demo some demos with some um, cool gear. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Ke- Kevin always has suitcases full of cool gear uh, that he's demoing uh, with, uh, you know, if he's not uh, running a, a well-founded and, and uh, well-deserved uh, company, uh, he, he's out giving talks. And one of his talks uh, it, that I'm actually referencing uh, was a uh, talk where he was able to remotely um, capture... Uh, RFID uh, information uh, from you know your your head cards or, or anything that basically uh, carried an RFID chip uh, in it, and so I was checking out you know I was really interested in the technology uh, that he was using uh, to the to actually do the the demonstrations on, uh, and um, so one of those devices uh, that um, I was able you know that that interest me a lot was it was the um the i-class cloner key extractor spoofer and basically um coming from uh proxclone.com's website uh they basically uh they this this uh this what this gentleman uh was able to build uh some cool devices uh, that are able to do just that, and uh, there's uh, diagrams and useful information on these type of devices to where you're able to actually uh, spoof an RFID chip or clone it, or you know, do basically uh, manipulate an RFID chip any which way that you would uh, could possibly dream of. And so, I found that information to be quite interesting, and uh, I found that information to be at proxclone.com. And there's all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, long-range cloning, um, the, you know, uh, proximity card readers and cloning. Uh, all of these, all of these things, these devices to uh, to where I'll give you an idea or direction on how to uh, clone RFID chips and devices and other cool stuff like that. Check it out, proxclone.com. 
And uh, I believe that would be uh, where uh, Kevin was able to get hold of some of these cool devices. And um, if, if RFID is your thing and you're checking it out and you really want to get into cloning RFID chips, that's the place to head over to, I guess. It's not the place, but it's one. It's a good resource to uh, jump in there and learn how to uh, get started in your RFID adventures. Anybody familiar with RFID out there other than uh, the little hid card that goes on your belt or any experiences with RFID, good or bad? Or well, they use those on the they use those to get on the trading floor. Okay. 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 They do. Uh, do it. Really. Yeah, uh, yeah. They uh, actually, I wonder. They started using those. I think once we moved to uh, the board of trade, when they went, when the mercantile exchange went public, and then they kind of moved everyone onto one floor. Um, I believe they're using that as a board of trade for sure. Oh, crazy! Okay, I remember seeing an article about uh, they were talking about putting RFID chips in passports. And then these guys demonstrated having an explosive, um, an explosive device that would detonate in the presence of an American passport, and that idea was probably canned. Um, but yeah, I didn't know they were using it for the board of trade for it. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's, and I believe if you if you work in a modern office building anywhere, uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, oh yeah. To gain entry and access to most uh, secure portions or even just to access the building itself you need an rfid sure absolutely the exelon building yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and there's um you know checking out uh kevin mitnick's videos uh he demonstrated the use of these uh cloners and these um it was is quite interesting to see how easy it is to uh just stand next to somebody and and grab their rfid information and gain entry um so yeah, that, a technology that's uh, and from from what I was able to um, you know determine from watching you know some of these Mitnick videos was that uh, once you, once you understand how these devices work and it's basically uh, text files uh, after the devices are read and and before it's written again to another RFID chip, you it's basically uh, clear text. There's no encryption at all. And so, uh, uh, quite easily, something easy to do. And uh, again, uh, Pro X P R O X C L O N E dot com uh, ha- has those devices, which are pretty cool. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. And if you if you're in a if if you <laughs> if you're trying to do a physical pen test, and <laughs> and if that uh, and if you're if your pot of gold is behind a, uh, an RFID door, well, there you go. That's going to get you in. Uh, get you in, but it won't get you out. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. It could get you in, could get you out. It could get you to places that you never thought about. Uh, you know, uh, your your uh, your passport now has an RFID chip in it, so. You know, if you become pretty proficient with uh, understanding uh, RFID chips, uh, you know, you're able to get Photoshop (laughs) balanced out really well with a laminator and an RFID chip. Uh, Well, there you go. There's your new passport. So, I don't know. It was interesting. It was interesting to uh, see Mitnick use some of that technology uh, in one of his talks. I, I, I don't believe... If you just go to YouTube, you'll be able to see it. Uh... So how Mitnick took took advantage of uh, some of those RFID chips and tags. Uh, one of the other cool things that I was able to uncover, uh, man, I'm just full of devices and coolness tonight. But I'm going to keep going. And and, and the Scout Three is a cool, cool little device. Have you guys heard of FLIR? 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 Forward-looking infrared. Have you got? Are you guys familiar with that? You should be. I mean. You've seen it on cops in the past, where they're looking, you know, they're in the helicopter and they're chasing the suspect, and you can see the suspect in, in you know, the body heat of the suspect versus whatever. Have you guys? Everybody's seen that. I've seen that, and so uh, if, <laughs> it's it's called the Scout Three Thermal Handheld Camera, uh, and basically, 
Weighs about 12 ounces. Has a uh, weather-tight design. It has about a five-hour battery. And uh, it, it basically uh, will allow you to peer into the darkness at uh, 640 resolution. Uh, you know, and th there's other cool f uh, infrared lenses out there. I believe there's a, an infrared lens out there for your iPhone, but uh, I don't know. I personally, uh, you know, I cannot confirm or deny if I have uh, FLIR enabled devices or lenses, but I can certainly uh, say that the Scout 3 thermal handheld camera looks pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool. How much is it? I don't know. It depends. Uh, if you go to, uh, it, it, it depends. You you search the you know search the web and you know you could see some you know starting out some versions starting out for you know, 150 bucks all the way up to uh, you know you're talking thousands. But uh, it's it's pretty cool stuff, man. If you want to see in the dark, especially down there for you, Ice. I mean, if if you want to you know go out on one of those trails in the middle of the night, you know. This thing will allow you to see in pitch darkness, and you'll be—you'll probably be surprised at what you're able to see in the middle of the night with a FLIR lens, or a camera, or both. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> check check, check, <laughs> check it, out. it out. The Scout 3 thermal handheld camera. Uh, <laughs> certainly something. Certainly something to uh, behold. I'm hunting. <laughs> I'm looking for a predator. <laughs> Dude, you know, it, it, it probably uh, give you that imagery of, of the old Predator movies, you know, but yeah. uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. And Yeah, now he needs a shoulder-mounted plasma cannon. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's for bear. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're running, around, you're running around in the middle of the desert. People are walking by and you're popping out with... <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> oh man! You know, but you know, think about the cool stuff that you may be able to see when you know no one else thinks that someone else is looking in the dark. So I don't know. You know, you it, you could probably you know you could probably uncover some cool stuff in the dark, and you know, and no one ever being the wiser except you. You know, who knows? Well, it you certainly know, should. If you looked at a building or something, it would certainly show you like heat exhaust areas. So. Might show you an avenue of entrance. You know, uh, yeah, and there's there's a lot of uh, that's a great practical use for the technology, and and I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uses for that type of technology, brother. And you know, you know, if you if you're out in the, uh, you know, if if you're out in say for instance, you know, like on uh, in the ocean or something like that. I mean, some having. You know, having some technology like that could benefit you. I don't know if you're whale hunting or something like. I don't know, but uh, maybe I was falling off with that. But it's not technology. technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what? When was the last time you went whale hunting? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been whale hunting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One, One thing, thing that, that I've found really cool, uh, I'm going to switch the topics really quick because, you know, I uh, I shouldn't have said well, but um, one of the things I found cool is, you know, you know, you, you read a lot in, in the uh, the media this day and age about so-and-so getting busted, uh, hackers getting three or four hundred years for uh, accessing a computer system and whatnot. And so what happens uh, when you get raided uh, and when the authorities raid your residence or business or both or whatever, uh, they immediately grab your computer uh, and they will make a um, they will make a duplicate. Uh, they will they will duplicate your drive. They will clone your drive. They will clone your hard drive. And uh, one of the you know cloning a hard drive is kind of easy. You know uh, you know if you. If, if you really know what you're doing, you can just grab uh, a, an old hard drive, use a patch cable, and connect it as an external, whatever. But there's other there's other devices too that uh, make this uh, task quite easy and quite painless, and come with all the goodies attached to it. And that's what I'm talking about: Easy Street 
for doing something very hard. Uh, and if you go over to media-clone.net and click about a little bit, you'll see the Super Copier 7-inch Mini SATA and USB 3.0 Mobile Hard Drive Duplicator and Hard Drive E-Raise Unit. And for only $22,699, you will be able to do just that. You will be able to clone basically any drive out there. Has USB 3, point, USB 3 uh, ports, uh, clicking on the technical specifications here. And there are a lot. I really advise you to check out the website, media-clone.net. Uh, and this is just one device that will give you all of the, uh, the, the technical fun, fun necessities that one would need to clone a, a hard drive bit for bit. And, and again, there's plenty of devices out there probably at a far less price point. Uh, but I was able to actually uh, see one of these things uh, in, you know, uh, in use and uh, off the going off the ground. And uh, I, I was completely intrigued uh, by the sheer speed of these devices. Uh, you know, there was a, a friend of mine who was actually demonstrating the device to me. Uh, I believe it was uh, last Tuesday. Uh, it basically 500 gig drive did it in about, you know, six minutes and it was a bit it was a 100 percent bit for bit clone of the target drive uh and me the, specifically speaking uh this particular unit is a very small uh lightweight portable device uh it, it, ha it comes with its own lcd display and uh if if you're uh if you're into cloning drives uh this would be the device for you does it clone ssd drives oh yeah oh yeah it sure does. Uh, and uh, it'll, it'll do it at 10 gigabytes a minute. So, so you know, check it out. out. I've been looking at that. I got the link that you sent, and I've been looking at this. And it, to me, it's really the speed that makes this a hacker tool. Because, you know, your average mm -hmm. sysadmin, if you need to clone a drive, there's tools to do it. But they take time. This is for mm -hmm. somebody who's on a time schedule, like you got to be in and out. Yeah. Yeah, if you're on a clock, you're definitely uh, you definitely want to look at something like this. And it's and you're right, brother. It's you know a lot of there's a lot of techniques and methods for cloning a drive. But uh, I, I found this. Yeah, this this little uh, gizmo was. Uh, ooh, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And it's kind of rare for me to go, wow, that's pretty cool. But it it really was. Uh, and uh, it's over at media-clone.net. Really cool stuff. Really cool. Uh, so we talked about the Scout. We talked about the Media Clone hard drive cloning tool. And um, I, I guess that leaves us with one last thing to chat about. Uh, I, you know, I was checking out uh, I was checking out Twitter last week. And uh, again, you know, I was, last week on last uh, on show 22, I was just blabbing and blobbing and uh, barely coherent. But I kind of got myself together this past week and. <clears throat> excuse me, and understood that uh, we needed to get back down to basics here and, and talk about some hacker stuff, and that's uh, that's where uh, we're going to keep heading. One of the things that uh, caught, caught my attention was uh, Parisa Debris, uh, a.k.a. the security princess for Google. She heads up their security uh, department over at Google, and also she heads up uh, the Project Zero initiative over at Google as well. Uh, specifically speaking, uh, there was a blog posting uh, by uh, James Forshaw, uh, and he basically did. Now, this is a very long and technically winded posting, so I would uh, I would encourage you I would encourage you to go over uh, to Google Project Zero.blogspot.com and check out the article or the blog posting about the term terminal services background privilege escalation exploit and you'll understand that um, even though when you go to log out of windows you're not really logged out of windows uh, and uh, this this gentleman breaks it down uh, specifically in, in, in a, and in a wonderfully technically illustrated uh, viewpoint uh, breaks down this particular exploit now I found it quite uh, quite interesting 
uh, because you know you're talking token uh, privilege escalation, all that all that fun stuff with Windows, and uh, you know NT's been around a while. It's 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 a creaky old operating system, and you know while many companies, uh, nonprofits, and blah blah blah. Uh, depend on NT for their uh, infrastructure. You've got to understand that exploits like this, you know, can be uh, used. And you know, this isn't even a zero-day exploit. But a lot of companies, and, and as I said, nonprofit organizations, any kind of organization uh, who uses uh, Windows, uh, you know, using the NT kernel. Uh, I would I would seriously uh, definitely pay attention to stuff like this because um, you know if you're running an, uh, an unpatched terminal or machine somewhere on your network well there there's your way in not to say that you can't get in oh I don't know uh, with the latest steam game uh, that uh, someone downloaded and attached to uh, their uh, BYOD uh, to your network, but I'm just saying that uh, stuff like this should be, uh, you know, you should pay extra special attention to because um, these guys over at uh, Project Zero are, are really coming up with some uh, interesting uh, exploits that uh, otherwise would uh, not have been found. And so I know I rant and rave about Google sucks and all this other stuff, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're doing some pretty cool stuff, and I just wanted to give that uh, a special mention. So... So, it's been uh, 55 minutes. I've talked to technology, uh, about a lot of technology. And I, I wanted to also, one last time, give a special shout out and thanks to uh, you, the listener, for providing some wonderful feedback for this show to continue uh, for you. And that's why uh, we bring this show uh, to you every week. Uh, to to share with you some cool hacker stuff and uh, again it's life from a hacker's perspective but uh, you know when when you're rolling with the hackers moniker I think we should be also bringing you some cool hacker stuff and uh, we'll, we'll watch our language uh, that's that's all I got this week guys uh, you know I know I've filled up all the whole hour with technology uh, but I think that's why people are coming here to check us out and I want to keep uh, I want to keep bringing some cool stuff to our listeners and so hopefully I fulfilled that uh, request this evening I wanted to give a special shout out to uh, Apple and Stone I wanted to give a special shout out to Jay and Ice and brother thank you for joining I also wanted to give a special shout out to my buddy Dave May out there. Uh, you know, uh, it, Dave, Dave May is a friend of mine uh, and, and a former uh, colleague uh, that we, uh, we, did some, we did some projects together about a year and a half ago. And uh, we, we've, uh, he's been challenged this past week uh, with a former disgruntled employee. And it's been, uh, it's, it's been a challenge. And I just wanted to... Uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, folks, if if you're letting go of somebody uh, and they are they have passwords and access to your accounts, you need to make sure that you have those secured because uh, one former disgruntled employee can wreak havoc on your business or institution, and uh, it's 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 not to be uh, it's not something to be ignored. I uh, also wanted to give a special shout out uh, to to one of my besties. Uh, and, and, uh, she's really, uh, giving me some great advice on, uh, a lot of things and including this show. And thank you for that. Uh, guys, I, th I think we're, we're running low on time here. Uh, but, uh, I, I think I brought some cool stuff to the, to the table this week. I think you did a great job. Yeah, I think you did a great job. I think you, you know, you should probably, uh, start a little, uh, swear jar. I think you owed uh, like $2 to the swear jar this week, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, man. You know. gotta share all this great stuff on your Twitter or somewhere so everyone can connect. A lot of fun products. I, I agree, and I think that's what I'll do tomorrow, guys. Is I'll tweet out some of these links uh, about some of the things that we talked about. Uh, we've we've got uh, we've got Crash updating the website as well. Uh, with uh, we we. We did not even notice that the events page was not updated, so we are up in the process of updating the events page as well. 
Uh, and, and if you, the listener, have any suggestions uh, for anything that you'd like to either hear on the show or that you'd like to see on the website, as long as it's legal, let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter or email me at uh, hackers.xxx. That's, uh, the best way to do it was just would be to reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, and when you know, and you know, I, I think I'm pretty easy, uh, easy to access. And uh, you know, it, I, I do listen to uh, listen to you guys, and and, and uh, my my heartfelt warmest wishes to all of you, uh, and especially you guys that uh, are calling in and helping me out with the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, brother, thank you. Ice, thank you, brother. Uh, and, and Jay, uh, what what can I say? Thank you so much for. Uh, calling in and being part of the the show guys i'm not going to wear this this show uh, you know <laughs> you know in a, in a few years you're going to be you know show 299 and hopefully you guys are here for the for the ride as well check us out on i i i i was gonna say ipod but check us out on itunes check us out on roku check us out on the internet archives where the heck else are we uh we, we are coming to uh android uh f- well, not android but we are coming to um amazon fire tv i thought i'd just go ahead and drop that little bit uh and we're, we're coming to a few more uh interesting platforms so stay tuned thank you for tuning in guys do you have anything to say before we split out of here i thanks for, yeah, having, man, thanks for having us on. yeah man here we go yeah. thank you 2016 flying by Keep up the good work. It is. Uh, go Denver Broncos. <laughs> That's right. Definitely. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. And we're, we're all pulling for the Broncos. And uh, Jay, we are definitely pulling for your Broncos, kiddo. And I mean, uh, I put my numbers on my, my squares. I could care less who wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I think you, you, you really know about the uh, the, the all of that stuff down in Vegas, man. You know the points spread and all that. You're really good with that kind of math, man. Any, any uh, is it is it who, who's in the in the lead right now? Is it Denver? Or? Well, no, Carolina's giving. I, the line came out at three f four, which is you know uh, it, like you could get three and a half. You were giving Carolina was giving three and a half points to Denver on the open, and then it, some of the some of the lines were four, and now I think it's like five f six. So. You know, depending on where you're betting through the lines between five and a half, six. So it's in favor of Carolina. Um, so it's it's tough to say what's going to happen here. You know, you, you have to really wait till you know a day or two before uh, the game goes off to see where the line's going. But I think it's Carolina is a strong favorite here going into uh, next week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, right on. Right on, brother. Anything to add, or, or I, I think we've got about three minutes left. Uh, I'd like to start taking some live phone call uh, here, but uh, we're, we're going to change over to another uh, meeting venue on the uh, next show. I, I think instead of using GTM, we're going to use something like Skype or something. So, sure. No, I just uh, had the funny yeah. thought that uh, you know you mentioned Vegas and point spreads, and say, hey, you should do a Vegas hacks you know topic someday, but. <laughs> probably a fast way to get your legs broken there so maybe not <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely you know you know what i didn't get to add I, you know i did something kind of neat over the weekend i was at this car show thing i'm not a big car show guy but this uh barrett jackson this guy started this huge car show thing you know in arizona air and it's massive I i've think heard of that yeah I think I think they sold over a billion dollars worth of cars over the weekend. I, it was intense, but uh, the oh wow, uh, holy moly. yeah, the uh, Smokey the Bandit, um, you know, the Trans Am that was in the movie, uh, Burt Reynolds was there, and they sold the, that Trans Am for a half a half a million dollars. It was crazy. Uh, oh, and, wow. and then Hen- the guy from Hendrix Motors, uh, he bought three Bin One Corvettes, Bin Number Ones, you know, which are like the first. Uh, made of that year, uh, he paid one point yeah. six five one point six five million for three Corvettes. I'm like, oh, oh my, my gosh! Yeah, it was just it was intense, man. GTOs were going for three fifty a pop. I mean, it, it, it was out of control. I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, ten cars just went by, and and we just spent you know three five million dollars. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So it was yeah. uh, it was pretty it was a pretty cool show, man. They had some pretty wicked cars. Uh, a lot of old muscle cars, 
uh, but they were in magnificent shape. Um, so it was kind of a neat thing, actually. Ted, yeah, I've seen the Barry Jackson uh, auctions on television in the past, and yeah, you're you're right. They have some some cool cars, and uh, yeah, that's. Uh, with that said, we're going to we're going to lock it out there, brother. Uh, thank you. Uh, everybody for uh, calling in. Uh, I really certainly, uh, from the deep down bottom of my heart, I really love you guys, and thank you for calling in. Uh, and ho- and as always, the invite always stands for you guys to call in. Uh, this is show number 23. We brought you some cool hacker stuff this week. I'm your host, Gummo. We've got Ice out there. We've got Jay out there. We've got Brother out there. And we've got a few more cool people out there behind the scenes running this thing, taking care of business. And that's what we do from Chicago. We TCB. And uh, we're going to be right back next week with show number 24. And we're going to do it all over again. We're going to bring you some other cool stuff, some cool hacker gear, some cool hacker links. And we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it legal. We're going to keep it here for you. And thank you to everybody else, Apple Stone, everybody, blah, blah, blah. Love you guys. Check us out on Twitter, and we will see you next week for show number 24. 24. This is Gummo, live from Chicago, signing out in the file.